You may be seated. When I, when I got asked to bring this message today, um, I could not get that song. That was the first thing that came to my mind, Prepare Your Heart. I kept thinking of that song and I thought I'm going to go and listen to it. Who knows it? Who's heard it before? It, it's, I know it's an oldie because it was from the 1970s. It was from the Godspell musical and I went to it. Um, but I know that many of you will have heard it over the years anyway and, and some of you who are much younger are probably going, what the... But there's only one line. <laughs> there's one line, so it's easy enough to remember. But that's what we're doing. We're starting to prepare the way for the Lord. And Luke 3 and verse 4 says, Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. And that's what we're going to be doing this morning because this morning, today, is the first Sunday of our Advent series. And it's called Prepare Your Heart, as you see behind us. And Advent actually means coming. And this is a really special season that we're entering into because during this time we actually begin to prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus at Christmas. And we're going to take some special time to do that this morning. Now we can prepare in a number of ways. We can prepare by praying and by sharing with others. But we can also look for ways to be kind and thankful and forgiving and generous. And we've talked about some of those this morning. We can begin right here today at the beginning of December, the beginning of, of Advent, to pray for others and prepare our hearts and our homes. Next week's Prepare Your Home by working to create peace and joy and seeking forgiveness. And that peace and joy is something that you've got to work at because in this crazy season you can easily lose it. And so this morning we're taking time to remember that. It's a time where we actually prepare by putting things in order. That means putting ourselves, putting our hearts in order. You know, an angel prepared to, an angel appeared to Mary and she told her she was to be the mother of Jesus. And she said yes. Yes to God's plan meant that she opened her heart. And this is such a great time for us to open our hearts. And I want you to ask yourself a question this morning. How can I open my heart to Jesus in this season? With all the craziness and all the things that are going on, how can I open my heart to Jesus? Advent's a time when we prepare our hearts for Christmas by doing fun things with our church, in community, and in our families, and with our friends. It's a time when we've got all sorts of things on. It's a time that if we listen, and Nathan brought this up this morning, if we listen, it's filled with words that help us love the way that Jesus does. Listen to the joyful carols that we sing. Actually listen and take in the words. They're about hope and love and forgiveness. It's a, it's a time when we actually sing those songs to the world. 
telling of the birth of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Take a moment to think about that and how powerful that is. Advent's a time of generosity. It's a time when we make an effort to be generous with what we have and to share that with those in need. And it's a time of hope. Jesus is the hope of the world. He came to bring hope, joy, peace and love to this world. Take a moment to think about what that means to each one of us. As a church, it's a time where we prepare our hearts by sharing our joy for this season with others. And we do that by, again, shameless plug, we've made two special times here, December the 18th, our family Christmas service, and December the 24th, our Christmas Eve carol service. We can share what we have with those around us by inviting them along. Both of those are places that we've prepared for you and also as an opportunity to bring others to share in that joy. Advent is a time where we show gratitude for what we've been given. And that means being thankful and showing gratitude for the gift of Jesus. And that leads us to the very special time the personal time that we've set aside here this morning, today, at the start of this season, we want to start off with what is hopefully a memorable and deeply personal communion. We've prepared a special space right here today at the beginning of the Christmas season to prepare our hearts. You know, the word communion actually implies being with someone. It's related to the word common or communication. It's easy though, especially if you've done it a number of times, to forget to engage and just eat something and drink something and not really experience anything. We can go through the motions without really experiencing the sense of fellowship and partnership and what, it, what it's meant to express. Or perhaps I could say it like this. You can have communion, the ritual or the act, without actually having communion, the fellowship. Or the reverse is also true. You can have all the fun and the fellowship without actually recognising the true purpose of communion itself. 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 25 says, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Whenever we drink it, do it in remembrance of him. So we need to maintain a continual awareness of God's presence in our life. But every so often, we come to the table to remind ourselves of what we have and to celebrate that relationship and the fellowship and to be thankful. What a time to do it. This is the season. So this morning, in this incredible season, this season of joy, before us, I have set a table. Now, first of all, Communion always involves a table for all. It's the table down here. 
It's a table where everyone can come. Everyone is welcome to the table for all. Those who have been to the table often, those who have not come for a long time, those who have tried and failed, or maybe those who are coming for the first time to the table to start that relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you do do that this morning, I want to to say to you, after the service, would you come forward for prayer? There'll be a couple of people down here and we'll just acknowledge that with you. Coming to the table is just like sitting at the table with others and having great conversation. The things that are exchanged at that table shape us and they define us and they ultimately change us. The table's a place where we recognise, honour and respect all others who are part of partaking at the table of Christ. It's a place where we can come together as a community with those to your left and those to your right, those in front of you and those behind you. We can come as a community of believers. But the second part of communion, and this is the part I want to focus on today, involves a table for two. Just like in a romantic relationship, and we go out to a restaurant together and we book a table for two, we spend time together reminding ourselves of that relationship sharing the things between us that we love, reminding ourselves and rekindling what we have at the table for two. Even though there may be others in the restaurant, others in the room, the importance is the deep connection with each other. When we come to the commun- when we come to the <clears throat> to communion, it's a time to focus on that Jesus died for you personally, that He shed His blood for you personally, that you have been forgiven personally, that you have been made a child of God personally, that His Spirit has been sent to dwell in you personally that his body was broken for you personally, that his healing and his restoring power is available for you personally. So as a table for all, it's a place where we acknowledge and we give thanks to God for what he has done through the birth of Jesus Christ in this season. As a table for two... It's a place where you and Jesus can fellowship together and remember all that he's done for you and celebrate all the benefits provided for you and to you. It's a place to put things in order. So this morning, the invitation is to prepare your heart for this season, to not let the craziness get a hold of us but to remember what this season is all about and come to the table and focus no matter what else is going on around you, no matter what else is going on in your life,
Come and prepare for the season that we're entering into and focus our attention on Jesus and be grateful for all that he has done. You know, Chris and I have this little thing that we do. Should I say, I have a little thing that I do to him. (laughs) It's called having a moment. And I want you, all of us this morning, to have a moment with Jesus when we come to the table. But we have this thing where (laughs) he's about to rush off somewhere. He's in a hurry. He's about to leave. And I go, stop, stop. And he's like, here she goes. (laughs) And I wrap my arms around him and I I stop him right there. And and he he tries to wriggle out because he's in a hurry. And I go, no, 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 no. This is important. We're having a moment. (laughs) And I say, I love you or whatever. Just having a moment. And then I let him go and he goes. Sometimes it's in the morning before we get out of bed and I roll over and I snuggle into him because he's about to jump out to go to the gym or something. And I go, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Stay, I pull him back. And he's like, oh. He's always tries to wriggle out of it. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're having a moment. He's like, oh, you and your moments. (laughs) But they're important. They're actually important. And this morning, I want each one of us to have a moment. Right now, in the beginning of December, before it gets crazy, let's have a moment with our Lord and our King. So I'm going to ask you, George, you can come if you like now. I'm going to ask you in a moment. We have prepared, Susan has made some beautiful shortbread hearts for us, so we're We've got hearts on the table. I want you to take one of those hearts. There'll be people serving those. I'm going to ask you to come, and I'm going to start in the front rows. and ask you to come and take communion. Take it back to your seats. Take it back to the table for two. And have a moment with Jesus. And then we're going to pray together. When you are ready to eat and drink, you go right ahead. And then at the end, we will pray so let's do that right now. Let's, I just ask Liz and Georgia to come to the table. And starting right now in the front row, you come and receive your communion. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. We are so grateful to you and for you, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for having a moment with us this morning. Thank you for providing for us. Our hearts are open, Lord, as we prepare for this joyous season. Wonderful God, wonderful God, thank you Lord, in Jesus' name.